Listener Production. Hi, I'm Sasha Barbagat. Welcome to this extra episode of The Briefing. We will be dropping additional episodes into the feed every day at 3pm to keep you up to date with everything going on in the world right now. Is Canberra about to become Australia's party capital? That's what some experts think, with new laws passing that will decriminalise drugs, everything from coke to LSD, from late next month. You'll get the equivalent of a speeding ticket if you're found in possession of one and a half grams of cocaine, meth or amphetamine, one gram of heroin, one and a half grams of MDMA, 50 grams of dried cannabis or 150 grams of fresh cannabis, one and a half grams of magic mushrooms and five doses of LSD. Under this legislation, small amounts of the most commonly used and best understood illicit drugs will be decriminalised by introducing a simple drug offence notice, or SDON. So why has the ACT gone down this path? Will it become a target market for gangland criminals and Aussies looking to have a good time? And what can the ACT learn from countries like Portugal that decriminalised illicit drugs more than 20 years ago? Today, we're joined by Bronwyn Hendry. She's the CEO of Canberra-based Directions Health Services, which advocated for drugs to be decriminalised. Bronwyn, thanks for joining us on The Briefing. Most people would think decriminalising drugs actually encourages use. What has your research found? Well, we found that it doesn't actually encourage use, but thankfully it does encourage help-seeking behaviour. So that's really the significant advantage of decriminalising drug use. Mm, And I understand a big factor of that is also harm minimisation. Does that play into it? And can you explain to me what that actually means? Harm minimisation means uh, people being aware of the risks they might face when they use illicit drugs in particular, but also misuse of pharmaceuticals or other substances such as alcohol or tobacco use. And it actually provides strategies for people to reduce the risk of harm. Okay. I want to ask, uh, with these laws in Canberra specifically, what will happen if you're found to be in possession of one of these drugs that is included on the list? Well, if you're in possession of a small amount for personal use, that's below the threshold. It's at the discretion of the police, but there will be an option for you to be issued a fine or to opt to undergo an education assessment session with a drug and alcohol professional. Mm -hmm. Is that like a one-off sort of meeting or will it be classes over a period of time? And what will that aim to achieve? We don't have the detail of how the system will work just yet, but it is envisaged, I think, that it is an initial one-off meeting and then following some exploration of the person's drug use, there'll be a discussion about whether they feel they would benefit from some further intervention or whether really they don't have a problem with their drug use. It might be just occasional recreational use, for example. Mm. One of the questions I've seen pop up since, you know, these laws were passed was about supply. You know, is there a concern that it'll encourage underworld activity to spike in Canberra, helping to supply the drug trade? I don't think so, because it still will be illegal. So I feel very confident that the police will respond to any organised crime in relation to drug manufacture or distribution 
that they're aware of. A lot of the drugs that come into Canberra certainly don't originate here anyway. They're more likely to originate in Sydney and Melbourne. So I don't actually anticipate that there will be either increased drug use or increased supply, but I'm sure the police will keep a close eye on that. Mm. Well, there are also predictions people are going to head to Canberra to party. Do you think the ACT will become a hotspot for, you know, bucks and hens nights like Amsterdam is in the Netherlands, for example? I don't think so, actually. A huge amount of Australians use illicit drugs now. So 43% in the last Australian Drug Household Survey had used an illicit drug in their lifetime and actually 16%, which is 3.4 million Australians, had used one in the previous 12 months. So drug use is happening all over the country and there's no reason to suspect it will occur more often in Canberra than it currently is or that people will reduce their use in other places and come to Canberra. People use recreational drugs in particular in association with you know, their social um, group or the activities that they do to recreate. So I don't think it really will have any impact. Yeah, see, I don't know about that. I think a lot of people don't use drugs or maybe don't use drugs as much as they potentially want to because they're scared of getting caught. They don't want to have it go on their criminal record. They don't want to be fined by police. They don't want to spend the night in a cell. To say that it's unlikely to happen, yeah, I I don't know if that's fair. Don't you see why some people would say, well, let's spend the night out in Canberra. Even if we do get caught with this, it's not like we're going to go to jail or have a criminal record. I mean, the police don't tend to target most people with very infrequent or or small use of illicit drugs. So if you look at the stats in um, other states where it is, will still be illegal and um, in Canberra, obviously, it's only decriminalisation, it's not legalisation. So I don't actually think it will really change behaviour and I think the evidence in Portugal wasn't that it actually increased drug use. Yeah, and I wanted to talk about Portugal, actually. There were really great results from decriminalising drugs there 20 years ago. Uh, How much has the ACT been uh, taken from what Portugal has learnt and tried to bring it into the laws coming into force on October 28? Portugal went a bit further than most other places in that they reinvested a lot of money into treatment services. I think in the ACT, just exactly how that will work is is still being worked out. We haven't had a significant increase in investment in drug and alcohol services and I think they'll probably wait and see whether demand does increase whether more people are seeking help and we certainly hope that people with problematic drug use will seek help to see exactly where that investment's required. Do you think there's an element of trust as well in what you said before, you know, 43% of Australians have used an illicit drug at some point in their life? Is it acknowledging that this is going to happen no matter how many laws are in place? And trusting people to go, okay, you've got a small amount, you're using it recreationally, we're not going to chase you through the court system or have you hamstrung by, you know, a criminal record. I think that's absolutely right. And also we're hoping it will encourage 
conversations with health professionals about how people can reduce the risks they might face. So um, through CanTest, we, when we surveyed people in the pilot, 70% of people, and majority were young people, had never had a conversation with a health professional about their drug use and how they could reduce the risk. So we're really hoping that it will actually decrease stigma and increase people's willingness to be a bit more open about their drug use and learn uh, much more about how they can protect themselves. Mm. Do you expect other states to be watching closely and how long do you think it'll be until we see this elsewhere in Australia? I think they will be watching closely. I think come October, the sky isn't going to fall in. I think we'll barely notice a ripple, actually. And hopefully, we will see an increase in treatment uptake for people who do have problematic drug use. But that will need to be matched by increased investment because at the moment, the drug and alcohol sector is you know, fully subscribed and really can't meet increased demand. So we are hoping that will be the result and that other states will follow suit because the effect of a criminal record really is lifelong. It affects people's employment, travel, family breakdown. There's a whole lot of negative consequences that can even have intergenerational consequences. And really what we need to do is take a health first approach and educate people, ensure they're aware of how they can protect themselves and not unnecessarily negatively impact them for the rest of their life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right. Other states should be watching on and Come October 28, we will see what the result... Well, I guess we'll start to see the results of decriminalising drugs in our nation's capital. Bronwyn, thanks for your time. Thank you very much. That was Bronwyn Hendry, CEO of Canberra-based Directions Health Services, which advocated for drugs to be decriminalised in the ACT. That's all we have time for this afternoon. Thanks for your company. Tom and the team will be back tomorrow morning from 6.00.